I don't know about you, but can you sense there's something in the atmosphere here? There's a refreshing that's coming. And um, today, I'm sharing in our series, and our title of our message is Be Refreshed. And I think it's so applicable to our lives today because we get so busy. We get so busy. I don't know about you, but there seems to be this unwritten law that when you talk to someone, how are you going? They say, busy, busy. And it's like this competition of how busy you are against each other. Hey, let's break the rules and say, how are we? We're good. We're refreshed. We're revitalised, not busy. You know, refreshment is a promise from God. If we tap into him, Jeremiah chapter uh, 31 verse 25 says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. How good is that? That when we think we can't go on anymore, that God's promise is that he will refresh us. And I want to cover a few steps of how, how do we get refreshed? What practically can we do to do that? And the first thing I want to say is that we clean off. There's something, there's stuff, there's stuff that we pick up in this world and we carry. And we don't necessarily need to carry it. We may carry somebody else's offence. We may carry unforgiveness towards someone. But it's not ours to carry. And it can weigh us down and burden us down. But we can come and we have access to Jesus to lay it at his feet and to get rid of it and he will refresh us. Those that are weak, those that are weary. He comes in and he changes things around. I don't know about you, but I'm a bit slow when it comes to stuff and I can carry stuff and carry it and carry it. And sometimes I get to the end of my tether and I was like, God, why didn't I come to God first? And he, when you come to him, you can lay it down and he takes the burden off you. There's stuff that we carry, stress and anxiety, that we don't need to carry because God's got it all under control. And there's a big, we can feel pressure. And sometimes the pressure we feel is pressure that we put on ourselves Pressure that I've got to do this, I've got to be like this, I've got to be like that, I've got to do this, I've got to be perfect. You know what? We don't have to be perfect. God loves us just the way we are. And that's what I love about him, that he doesn't say, get your act together and come to me. But he says, come to me now. It's okay if you're broken, if you're hurt, I'll patch you up, I'll, we'll walk through this together. So how good is it that we don't have to do it all by ourselves? We don't have to be alone. And there's a big area in our lives, and I'm going to say this word. It's not a very popular word, but sin. Okay, sin comes into our life, and we need to come to Jesus and ask for repentance. You know, it's not very popular to talk about sin, but it's a reality of our world. Um, who's sinned here? Who hasn't sinned here, put your hand up and <laughs> I'll just say you're a liar, so you've just sinned, so thank you. <laughs> because the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short, okay? So we can come to Jesus and repent and he wipes away those sins. He cleanses us, he makes us clean. 
It doesn't matter what we've done. Sin is sin, but when we come to Jesus, he forgives us. In Acts 3.19, it says, Repent and then turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So when we hand o- come to God and hand over our sins, he will refresh us. He will cleanse us and make us clean. Also, in Hebrews 12 verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the the race marked out. So how good is that, that we can give it up, we can get on and let go of the baggage? I don't know if you've ever tried to run a race. Now, I hate running. I do not like it at all. And the day the physio said to me, you cannot run, I went, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But if you have baggage on you, if you're trying to run, you're not going to run a sprint wearing your Timberstone boots and carrying a backpack full of lead, are you? If you want to run a race, you want to win the sprint, you lighten your load, you have the lightest shoes that money can buy. If you remember Kathy Freeman in the Sydney 2000 Olympics, she had a special little suit that made her super slick and fast. That's what it is to run our race with perseverance is we need to get rid of our baggage. Let it down, let it go. Another, another point that we need to do in our lives is to fill up. Fill up with God. Get rid of the rubbish and let God replace what's missing. There's times where we just need to stop and connect with the Holy Spirit. And here are some practical, just general practical ways. You know, every person is different with how they connect to the Holy Spirit. But I found with me that I connect with him when I sit outside, I have a hammock outside in my backyard and I lie in my hammock in the sun and I just connect with God that way and feel refreshed with him. And it was, I don't know, about a month ago and I was just going through a really hard time and I went out to my backyard and I saw my hammock there and I went, gee, I don't know the last time that I sat in that. So I went and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to lay here. And when I lay, I look up at the blue sky and I thank God and the times of refreshing that wash over me in that time, I'm like, gee, it's been too long. But there may be different ways that you connect with God. It might be going for a walk. It might be going for a run. It might be different, but connect to make time to connect with him. Just set aside time. You don't necessarily have to go away and lock yourself away for a month. But find time in your lifestyle to make room for God. Because when you don't, then you, you feel the effects of that. The Bible says in Psalm 46, Be still and know that I am God. Taking time to be still may be harder because our life is always busy, 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 busy. But it's taking time to stop, fitting that into your lifestyle. I travel um, a bit for work. So I find that in my car is a great time to connect with God. 
And some days it looks different. Some days I might be listening to a podcast. Some days I might just have worship music playing and worshipping God in the car. Some days I just feel to turn everything off and just be still and talk and listen to God. There's ways that we can fit it in practically into our lives so we can be topped up and, and um, go on with what God has called us to do. Now, I'm going to read you a, a bit of a, a story in the Bible. And it's a story about Elijah. So I'll read it and then I'll explain a bit about this. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a message to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servants there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up, ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he travelled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. You know, there's something there that we out of that. Sometimes we need to stop and have a nap. We have, need to rest and recuperate. Have, a, have something to eat. Have something to drink. To carry on the journey. Sometimes we think, no, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Sometimes we just need to stop doing and start being in the presence of God. Just hide in his presence. Have a nap. Rest in him. Because after he stopped, what, two days and had a nap? And then he was strengthened for the 40 days and 40 nights to continue his journey. And sometimes we need to do that just so we can continue what God has called us to do. Because God hasn't called us to be burnt out people. He's called us to live a victorious life. And I don't know about you, but I'm not effective when I'm burnt out and tired. So take a rest, take a piece of, have a piece of cake. <laughs> have a cup of tea, whatever you need to do. Have that nap on a Sunday afternoon if it's going to refresh you for the rest of the week. <laughs> but further down in chapter 12 it says, After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Elijah heard from God in that moment in a still, small voice. He was looking for God in the big things, but he was still enough to listen to God. I know, challenge to me is, how often do I block God out of my life because I'm waiting for the big sign, I'm waiting for the sky writing to fall out, Lisa, this is the way you should go, but sometimes we just need to stop and be still and listen to the still, small voice of God 
saying this is the way you should go. The Holy Spirit is able to fill up our hungry and dry hearts. When our souls are refreshed, it's like water. It's like an oasis in the desert. It's like, I don't know, if you've seen pictures of the dry, barren drought and then you see the rain hitting it and just the water soaking into the ground. That's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to refresh the dry areas, every single crevice of our life so we can carry on our journey. Isaiah 44.3 says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty lands and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring, offspring sorry, <laughs> and my blessings on your descendants. So when we, we are refreshed, it's not just a refreshing for us, but it's a refreshing for other people as well. As we continue on, we're more effective in what we do. We need to be present where we are. I don't know if maybe I'm the only person that comes to church sometimes, but you've got a million things on your mind. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And um, we used to have like an outreach arm of our church called C3 Cares, which I headed up. And that was on a Sunday after our service over at Mount Druitt. So we had to load cars up and take all the stuff over there, unpack. And I'd be sitting here during a Sunday service going, now, I've got to make sure we've got the bread, I've got to make sure we've got the milk, the sound system, the food, the meals. And that's not what, that wasn't refreshing. We need to be present where we are. We come here to the house of God, put off that stuff and just sit in his presence. There's two ladies in the Bible, Mary and Martha. And Jesus came to their house and one was busy sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. And the other was going around, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do this, why isn't she helping me? And it says here in Luke 10, 41 to 42, Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken from her. Sometimes we just need to sit. Sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Let it soak in. Put away whatever distractions that is and just focus on what Jesus has for us to refresh us. Because when we do that, we are more effective. And it leads into my third point, which is it flows on to other people. You know, everything God gives us isn't just for us, but it's to flow on to other people as well. When I think about being refreshed, I think about good things, of feeling strong, feeling healthy, feeling rested, content, and to think that I can generously share what that is with other people. You know, we need other people and other people need us. And we need to be refreshed so we can impart into people because there are times when they will be going through stuff and they don't feel refreshed, and they don't feel like they can get a breakthrough themselves. But you can come alongside them and stand with them. And um, as I said, about a month ago, I was going through, like, a really hard time. And I was like, God, I don't know where you are. God, I'm tired. God, I'm burnt out. I don't know what to do. But I had some friends that 
I'm vulnerable with who came alongside me and said, you know what? We're here for you. We're going to see you through. We're going to help you. Whether it was just a phone call to, to say, hey, how are you going? Hey, come out with us for the day. And that's it. We can come. We don't need to. Who knows that when we isolate ourselves, the problem gets worse and worse. And you can go to bed with a problem and you sit there and you fester and you fester and you can't sleep and by three o'clock in the morning it's this huge world problem <laughs> and then eventually you go to sleep and you wake up and you go, oh, it wasn't that bad after all. But that's what we are. We need support of people around us that can impart and so we can impart to other people and carry the burden because there is so much busyness around us and so much stress and bother that we need to go, you know what? Jesus can help you through this. Jesus can help you. If you come to him, he'll forgive you and refresh you. Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. How good is that? When we're generous, people will prosper. And once we're, and once we're refreshed, we will refresh other people as well. The Bible says... Whatever we sow, we will reap. When we refresh others with kindness and generosity, our own lives will be refreshed too. So sometimes it's a, with God, it's counter to what we think. Sometimes we think like with your giving that you, you've got to save it all and you've got it. But God's like, give, 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 be refreshed. Draw on me, be refreshed and give out. You know, I just want to challenge you. If you need refreshing today, don't go around feeling tired and overwhelmed and worn down and barely getting by because that's not God's best for your life. God wants his best. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be um, refreshed. Okay, here's a key to being generous and refreshing others. Oh. I'm going to set you a little challenge to think about. Is there someone in your world you can be a blessing to? Can you lighten someone's load in a way? Maybe a family member might be going through a hard time. Can you help them out? Maybe practically, can you cook them a meal and just drop it around? Refreshing someone can be as simple as a smile or an encouraging word. It doesn't have to be something big but sometimes in that day that might be the only bright part of a person's world. Um, I worked in retail and we used to get a lot of regular customers that would come in and um, you'd get to know them after a while but sometimes you were, especially elderly people, you were the only conversation in their day. They would come in and have a conversation over time, so I was in pharmacy, so they bring in all their prescriptions, so you'd get to know them. But then they'd get to know your life too, and you'd have this, this relationship going. And sometimes, that's all it takes is time to stop and be present and time to talk. Because I was at work and I could have gone, oh, sorry, I've got other customers. But you build relationship with people. And um, the whole time I was doing this, there was a time 
and it was when I was getting engaged. And then the customers brought engagement presents and stuff like that. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. And that is such, like, you give out of your time and then they're generous back and refreshing. So that's just an example of little things that we can do. The Bible tells us to bless other people too. Because when we bless other people, it blesses God as well. Today, look for someone to be a blessing. Step out and refresh others. Live a life of generosity. As you do, you'll be refreshed in return and experience his blessing in every area of your life. God makes it clear where we can find um, refreshment in Proverbs 11.25. It isn't always where we might instinctively look. God says refreshment is found in refreshing others. Everything about Jesus points to others. Sometimes we think, oh God, it's all about me. Bless me. (laughs) But it's not. If we take our eyes off ourselves and then focus on others... Sometimes our problems look so much smaller than what other people are going through and they really need us to come, come alongside and point them to where we are. You know, God is always doing something new. God is continually wanting, us, wanting to refresh us, to bring us into a deeper place in him so that we can seek out others and impart it to them. And as we seek to know God more intimately, you know, that we can think of other ways, creative ways that we can bless others. And um, as I'm just closing here, band, if you want to come up, that would be fantastic.